And joining us as these big developments are happening is Fred Flights. He's a senior fellow at America First Policy Institute, also former chief of staff at the National Security Council. And Fred, it's great to have you here tonight. A big night, obviously, with these new developments. And we just heard, Fred, too, that also uh, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm had a conversation with Ukraine's um, Energy Secretary in the last hour. Also, President Biden has spoken to President Zelensky, and they're monitoring um, this uh, potential radiation and potential attack on a nuclear power plant. Um, Pretty serious stuff, Fred. It really is. This is just such a tragedy, and it's getting worse. Uh, Reportedly, there were no leaks of radiation so far, but this power plant is online. And uh, the idea that the that the Russians would shell a, a, a plant like this really is reprehensible. But let me stipulate right here, I don't have any reason to believe this, this isn't true. But let's bear in mind that we are in the mid of warfare. And in the fog of war, both sides are saying things that are not always true. So, you know, I'd like to get confirmation of this, although I, I think this report is true. Yeah, it looks like it is true that at least there is shelling. The question is, you know, right now they're saying that they're not seeing high levels of radiation. So that's the great news. But it does appear that uh, there are multiple reports, at least, Fred, that apparently there is shelling at least taking place um, and that they are watching this situation. What's so interesting, you know, Fred, is that they were talking about Chernobyl, too, that they were going after Chernobyl. This is crazy. It looks like the Russians took control of the Chernobyl area, apparently because they were going to pass through it on the way to Kiev. I, I don't think they attacked the plant, which would really be insane if, if they were to release the in, intense radiation left over from the 1986 meltdown of one of the Chernobyl reactors. Uh, but, I, I mean, obviously, nuclear reactors and warfare don't, don't mix well. And, and um, you know, this, this whole situation is getting worse and worse. Yeah, it is. And thank goodness, again, as I mentioned, uh, the White House is saying no indications of elevated levels of radiation um, from that uh, nuclear plant after a Russian attack, that there were shelling and there was a fire in the area. Um, What should we do now, Fred? Um, You and I have talked a number of times, uh, you know, over the last few weeks. What should we do now um, with Putin? Um, We even heard tonight there are people who said, hey, he should be a war criminal. Um, He should be treated as that. There are people who say he should be treated as an enemy combatant. There are people who are, you know, hoping maybe someone within his own team takes him out. You know, where, what do you suggest? Where do we go from here? I think he became a war criminal when he ordered this war. I, I mean, I know horrific things have been ordered by him over the last uh, couple of days. But the fact that we're going to have to go to the U.N. to determine whether he's a war criminal or not, I think that is obvious. But we have this dilemma here because we have uh, the, the power with the largest nuclear arsenal on Earth, and uh, there's people calling for no-fly zones or uh, uh, maybe dropping shipments of weapons from U.S. Uh, uh, military planes into Ukraine, things that would bring us to war with Russia. And uh, that's something we can't do. And I know it's it's hard to understand why we wouldn't do that, given that the, the way that the Ukrainian people are suffering. I think the focus right now has to be put maximum pressure on the Russian government, on the Russian people, diplomatic pressure, economic pressure, isolate 
Russia, isolate and punish the oligarchs, put as much pressure on the Russians as possible, arm the Ukrainians to the teeth with the best possible weapons. I think if we go further than that, we risk a conflagration that could lead the Russians to violate the understanding we've had since World War II of not getting into a shooting war between the United States and Russia. This could lead Russia to invade the Baltics or to attack Poland or to bomb Western Europe, and uh, that's not somewhere we should be going. I want to ask you on uh, to your point about arming them, Fred Flights, because um, Kurt Volker, you know, ambas- former Ambassador Kurt Volker came out today, and he was saying maybe go for a limited no-fly zone, saying we're just helping with humanitarian or, or something to that effect. The other idea he brought up, too, was bringing in warplanes, like supplying Ukraine with warplanes, us not, you know, manning them, giving them to Ukraine um, so then they could maybe go after that 40-mile convoy. Does that bring us further in, or is that something we could do? It it does bring us in, and I, I don't think that's going to make a difference, first of all, but it's going to it's going to provoke the Russians. But, I mean, there are other things we can do. We can provide logistic support. We can provide intelligence. We can provide targeting information to, to, the, to the Ukrainian government. But, I mean, if we just decide to go in a little bit, to go to war with Russia a little bit, they're not going to see that distinction. And, and look, I'm with the American First Policy Institute. I do not want the United States using our military power in regions where we do not have strategic interests. We're not the world's policemen. I know that I hate to say that, but as bad as things are in Ukraine, if we're going to send troops into Ukraine or our Air Force into Ukraine, well, why don't we send troops into China to, to help the Uyghurs? There's evil all over the planet. There's different ways of dealing with it. The Europeans have to deal with it. I think diplomatic pressure, isolation, that's the way this has to be addressed as hard as that is to face. What about also cutting off Russian oil? That to me is always so astounding, Fred, that, you know, that we still have a policy of buying Russian oil. I know Nancy Pelosi came out today and said that she would ban it. It was interesting that she came out and said she'd ban it, but the White House still uh, has not officially banned it. We know that other countries like Germany are using Russian oil. Um, a lot of people say that's blood money because that's what's being used to ha- have him buy Euro- you know, Ukraine weapons against Ukraine. I never thought I'd say, God bless Nancy Pelosi. Me neither. Exactly Me neither, right Fred. I know. <laughs> and and Biden is once again leading from behind. I mean, the series of sanctions he laid out in that speech he gave last week, they were immediately uh, uh, undercut by what the Europeans laid out. I mean, he wasn't going to lay out swift sanctions because he didn't think the Europeans would go along. Well, the Europeans came along pretty far on their own and also because of the speech that Zelensky made to the European Parliament. Uh, but look, I, 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 give, I give Biden credit for trying to unite the American people about the crisis in Ukraine, uh, trying to put maximum pressure on Russia. We're not going to sanction the Russians out of this, but I, I am hopeful that the diplomatic isolation, the losses they're taking on the ground – and, and, and the protests we're seeing in Russia will lead to a situation where maybe we will be able to come up with a negotiated solution. And, and I, I think the best solution – it's not the best solution, but it might be the only solution yeah. – would be that the Ukrainian government promises some type of neutrality deal. 
uh, in exchange for a cessation of hostilities. Oh, let's it's pray for that. To let's talk about that, but we may have to talk. We may have to go there. Fred, thank you. We have a hard break. Thank you so much. The great Fred Flights. Thank you. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 